you should know right off the bat. I've had four cups of coffee. I'm a little nervous. Did I mention my name's Chadi? Yeah. Oh, this is a creative church podcast, and, well, you should know that uh, I cry in corners. True story. What's up, fam? Welcome to episode uh, 33 of I Crying Corners. We are in season four, and this season has been mm, rather different than any other seasons uh, I've done before as, uh, well, for a number of reasons, but mainly because I have a book dropping in like three weeks, and I wanted to tell you guys, my I Crying Corners family, all about it. So before I jump into my, you know, weekly recaps, updates, and uh, the actual episode, I wanted to um, take a minute and to invite you to the Creative Church One Days this fall. Um, I've partnered with the rock stars at Creative Church not only to do the podcast, but we're headed to five cities to talk creativity and ministry, how to thrive, how to survive, and all the awkwardness in between. Speaking of awkwardness, the cat is here. I don't know if you can hear her running around and jumping all over my stuff, but you know, I don't have the emotional energy to kick her out. So we're just going to have to move on. Anyways, I'd love to meet you in real life. So uh, you can go to creativechurch.com or my calendar at sharice.org to register and get yourself and your teams there. I know God is going to move. And I know there's a lot to talk about. I think creativity in ministry is actually incredibly difficult. And um, we need a really strong community, not only online, but in person to be able to lock arms with each other and push each other through to be able to hear God in such an awesome way as the only way that we as creatives are going to excel in creativity is being connected to our creator. And uh, the best way to do that is being in community. So if I don't see you, uh, if I don't see you in your, wait, if you don't see your city on the list, don't be upset. Don't worry. We have some fun things planned for the spring, but I do want to see you. So um, make the drive if you can, and um, it's going to be incredible. <clears throat> okay. Well, back to the podcast. We're in season four, and we're talking about nomads, gangsters of the wilderness. And we're talking about this because I wrote a book called Nomad, A Survival Guide to Wilderness Seasons. And when I saw... Um, Oh man, when I saw the opportunity, I wanted to be able to chat with you guys a little bit as when I say nomad, pretty much what I'm just saying is a kingdom person. We talk about the kingdom a lot on the podcast uh, and being kingdom people and um, pretty much it's bringing heaven to earth right where you are, um, rocking your purpose right where you are um, because we are in the temporal slash wilderness and sometimes it can be hard and it can leave you feeling alone and stuck And the best way to thrive and embrace and be awesome here is by understanding your role. And that's what the whole book of Nomad is. It's understanding your role, understanding your purpose, understanding how to thrive. And um, the first episode of the season, we talked about being a nomad, being a kingdom person. Um, It's important. Uh, Understanding your role in the wilderness as if you understand your role and you understand your purpose, nobody will be able to say anything to you and uh, you'll be set up for a win. I talk about this in the first episode of the season. The second episode, uh, we talked about embracing the wilderness. So the first episode was really just like, hey, you're a nomad in case you didn't know. The second episode was like, hey, you might want to embrace the wilderness because you're a nomad in case you didn't know. And not only understanding your role in the kingdom, but your purpose. So you're a nomad, you're in the wilderness, welcome, and uh, every you're going to be here until eternity, and you're meant to be a reflection of Jesus, an imager of your creator on the earth and in the dust, and your first step by doing this is embracing the wilderness, and I talk all about this in the last episode, how to do it, how to be awesome at it, but today we're talking about thriving in the wilderness, 
Um, It's one thing to know your role and embrace the role, but it's another thing entirely to be awesome at it. And that's what we're talking about today. So I really just want to jump in and um, and hopefully I'll hit my time limit as I don't want to waste you guys' time. I know you guys got busy things to do. So if you're running around in your car, I promise I won't cry through this episode. We are all safe. <laughs> I've said this throughout the last few weeks, but the wilderness gets a bad rap. Yes, Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness and found the enemy waiting him. But he prevailed and he came out with the power of the Holy Spirit. So even though we look at it like, dang, he just went in there to be tempted, he actually didn't. He went in there to come out with the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to ask you today to change your perspective, because in order for you to thrive, you have to see things in a certain way. Another way is the Israelites left slavery and ended up in a wilderness. But on the other side of a Red Sea moment, their faith grew, countless failures, and their character grew. And next thing you know, there's a promised land. I think there's so many things that the wilderness actually gives us and people perceive it as a negative thing. And yes, wilderness seasons can be trying, oh man, and leave you feeling drained. But if you navigate them with maturity and kingdom perspective, you'll come out, um, you'll come out of the wilderness and go back into the wilderness, navigating them with love. Love is my message all the time. I talk about this. Everything leads back to love because love moves God. You're called to love God and love people. Love inspires people. Uh, Love is your compass. And love, love that allows you to turn the other cheek. Love that washes people's feet. Um, Love that says yes to the cross. These types of love, this type of love, this real love can only be cultivated in the wilderness. Some of you are just like, oh my God, I don't really want that kind of love. Yeah, but if you want to be like Jesus, then you're going to have to allow God to cultivate seeing people, seeing God, understanding God, understanding what he's doing and his plan and his purpose for you through the wilderness seasons. Well, Chadi, I don't want to be in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. I don't either. I don't have the cardio and I don't like to sweat metaphorically or in real life, but you're in the wilderness until eternity. We have victory here, but you're still in a wilderness. So how do you thrive in wilderness seasons? Chadi, you're talking about love. How do you thrive here? Well, you thrive with understanding love. In a world, love, and I would say, how do I say this? In the world, love is blind, right? But in the kingdom, in no magic kingdom people, love is obedient. So in the world, if love is blind, in the kingdom, love is obedient. So how do you thrive in the wilderness? You steady yourself to live your life in obedience. Because if you really love someone, oh man, you'll obey them. You obey your parents, you obey your boss. If It's a lot easier to obey people in leadership when you actually love them. But it's even harder when you have to love them and it's hard, yet you still obey them. That's the difference. Obedience isn't necessarily easy or without mess. Uh, it looks a lot like a cross and it feels like a cross. And I say the cross because that was the greatest form of sacrifice and obedience and the greatest form of love. I mean, what a picture of love is that than laying down your life for people. So you want to thrive in the wilderness. I wrote this book because I want you to love people better. I want you to thrive here. I want you to understand that I know some of us have false expectations, especially me, regarding the wilderness, regarding life, regarding uh, success as a whole. And I'm certain many of us have actually said, uh, Jesus, um, I expected this to be easier. Well, I have found most people feel like the kingdom living should actually be easier and feel easier. Oh, man. But it, it, it shouldn't. 
it actually feels like being tempted in a wilderness. It actually feels like walking through a wilderness. It feels like being betrayed in a garden, being shamed and beaten in a public forum, being betrayed by your best friends. It, it, feel, it feels, if you want it to feel easier, it's going to feel like crucifixion. Yeah, um, five of you just said, but Chadi, you thought we were victorious. I thought we were more than conquerors. We are. We totally are. Did you miss what I said earlier about the whole reason you walk through the wilderness and, you know, Jesus walked into the wilderness uh, led by the Holy Spirit, but he came back out in the power of the Holy Spirit. There's power to be found in the wilderness. There's authority to be found in the wilderness. And just because just it doesn't feel good doesn't mean it's not God. That's really good. Somebody write that down. I don't remember what I said, but I'll have to go back and listen. It doesn't feel necessarily the best, but um, that doesn't mean it's not God. Uh, I said this probably in season one, but that feelings are indicators. They're, they're not God. They're not your compass. Feelings are meant to guide you uh, and tell you that, yes, the wilderness lifestyle is hard and sometimes you want to jump ship per se, but... As a follower of Jesus, we know that stepping into what's difficult, the hard yeses, not only mold us, but they reveal us. And what they reveal, guys, what they reveal, what the wilderness reveals is his plans, his purposes through us. We have an opportunity, guys, to be nomads. We have an opportunity to embrace the wilderness. We have an opportunity to thrive here because if we thrive here, God will see his plan and his purposes worked out through us. And it's the through us that changes everything. So I'm going to read the Bible, Matthew 16, 24 through 26. We find Jesus in chapter 16 navigating some pretty hard life scenarios. Like um, uh, like this, but not limited to his cousin being beheaded. Um, opposition from religious top dogs. Uh, his own disciples losing faith. Uh, his hometown rejecting him. Yet still in chapter 16, we find him doing nomad things with his friends. And by nomad things, I mean in the difficulty of the season, he is still pointing people back to God, back to embracing the wilderness and how to thrive in the wilderness. And that is, after all, what we're talking about today. And so I'm going to jump back in to verse 24, where it says, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone could come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would say his life uh, whoever, who, I'm sorry, I can't read today. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return to his soul? Um, I have a lot to say about this, but I'm going to pause here again because I need to go get my inhaler because my cough has kind of come back. And I, I don't know if you can hear, I'm running out of breath. Please hold. So I just read the verse. Where am I at? Okay, so kingdom people, those who have bended a knee to the king of kings, are in the business of sacrificing because people who are attached to Jesus sacrifice. You notice how I said bend a knee? I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones. By the way, side note, random thing that I think about all the time. Just going to pass this on. Some people are like, I can't watch Game of Thrones because there's lots of boobs for no reason and things I don't want to watch. Okay, just real quick. If you're watching Game of Thrones... And at the beginning, it says there's going to be graphic nudity. 
Don't watch the episode. Go to Wikipedia, read the entire synopsis, and then watch the recap. I just saved you. I just saved you. So all you people that are like, I can't watch it. There's like stuff I don't want to see. Yeah, there's stuff I don't want to see either. But you know what? When you're a nomad and you're in the wilderness, sometimes you got to walk through quicksand and you can't be offended by it. I don't know who that's for. I'm just throwing that out there. Anyways, I was just reading the Bible and then I took my inhaler and then I came back and I just felt like I needed to say that about Game of Thrones. Anyways, guys, um, if Khaleesi doesn't get the um, Iron Throne, I'm going to need to be sedated. I just, lots of random things. I don't even know where that came from. That's what happens when you take a 15 minute break and then come back. I need to go back and read the Bible. What were we talking about? We're talking about sacrifice. Jesus said, don't watch Game of Thrones. For whoever will save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, he will find it. Okay. We're talking about thriving in the wilderness. We're talking about sacrifice. And if you want to thrive in the wilderness. Okay, I'm going to give you some practicals. You have to know your role. Number one, know your role. Write it down. Uh, Chatty, what's my role? You a nomad. You're a gangster of the wilderness. You're meant for more. You're just not there for vacationing. You're not here in this world just to accumulate things. You're here to uh, um, inspire people. You're here to inspire people. So do that. Be a nomad. Take people to where things they don't know. Um, there's a movie that I love a lot. It's called, um, oh my God, I love it so much I don't remember the name. Australia. I don't know if I've talked about this yet. Australia. It's with Nicole Kidman. It's amazing. Anyways, so she's trying to get across. Wait, did I talk about this? I think I talked about this in the first episode. Dang it. I don't know if I did. Did I? Somebody's gonna be like, yeah, you already told us the story. Anyways, okay, just in case I already told you the story, just watch the movie. There's a guy and he takes him to the watering holes. It's awesome. If I didn't tell you the story, I'm sorry that I told a bad version of it. Point is, being a nomad helps people. Being a nomad understands things other people don't understand. Being a nomad is what we're called to. And Jesus understood this. Uh, the second thing is uh, know your purpose. We find Jesus in 16 going through some really difficult things, and he knew his role and he knew his purpose, and he embraced the wilderness, and he understood that they were, he was there for people. And no matter what it felt like, even though it was difficult, even though it was hard, um, the truth was is that he really just he wanted to press through because he knew that people were attached to his yes. So you need to know your role, and you need to know your purpose. Chadi, um, <clears throat> what do you mean your purpose? Okay, first of all, you need to go back to my uh, season one and listen to my entire podcast on purpose. But if I had to sum it up in a real quick, you know, 25 seconds or three seconds, I would say this. Your purpose is exactly what, what you're doing right now. Do that awesome. What do you mean? If you're a wife, be awesome. If you're a mom, be awesome. If you're a husband, do that great. If you are working in the marketplace, kill it. If you're a creative, do that for Jesus. If you're on a worship team, fantastic. Don't pine for what's next. Be good at what is now. Because what happens is when you pine for what's next, you don't focus on the now and you're not good and you don't really do your purpose. So that's how you embrace the wilderness right here, right now, being a kingdom person, being awesome at your purpose right now. Because at the end of the day, you're called to do one thing, love God and love people. I've said it 700 times. Chadi, why do you continue to repeat it? Because you'll never survive the wilderness. You'll never survive this whole like crying corners leadership principle thing that I'm attempting over the last year-ish is if you don't understand who you are and what you're called to do. And the third thing is you got to know the plan, which is what we're talking about today. You got to take up your cross and you got to follow. That's the plan. You want to thrive? Be obedient and follow. Be obedient and follow. Not give your opinions and follow. Not be disoriented, you know, just, uh, oh my gosh, be crazy pants and follow. Not talk smack about your boss and follow. Just follow. Be obedient and follow. If obedience was easy, it wouldn't be called obedience. 
Chadi, this is not very glamorous, so I'm not feeling very encouraged. Well, that sounds like a kingdom issue, and I'll just let you work that out with the Lord. Uh, This isn't glamorous. The wilderness is not glamorous. Jesus' life on the earth was not glamorous. It was freaking awesome, but it was not glamorous. Uh, You will probably not end up on preachers and sneakers following the nomad life, but you will be impactful. And not impactful like you're talking about things on the internet and people are following you. That's not impactful. Impactful is leading people to Jesus. Impactful is being awesome at being a nomad. Uh, Impactful is people see you and see Jesus and they feel encouraged. And the truth is God doesn't need us. He doesn't need us to embrace the wilderness for him to bring healing or freedom or wholeness as his glory is weightier than all of our feelings. But he does move and he unleashes things in our everyday when we embrace who we are, if we embrace what our purpose is, and if we embrace his plan. And his plan is to have people understand who he is. And so that, how do they understand who he is? By us loving them. By us being loved. By us being, ah, friggin' nomads, nomads, people, gangsters of the wilderness, people who understand right and wrong, people who understand and have the maturity to see things as they are, people who can walk into hard situations and not blame God for it, people who can walk other people through storms, people who can see the rain and not be scared and understand it's just an opportunity, it's an adventure. That's what a nomad is. A nomad can read the signs and feel the wind shift. You know, I'm a Floridian, in case anybody was wondering, and, um, I actually love the storms. I live on a lake. And so when around the afternoon, when the storms start rolling in, because in Florida, we have two seasons. Um, Dear God, it's hot outside. And dear God, it's hot. It's four o'clock and raining already. So I like to go outside when it's uh, the thunder is about to roll in. And you can actually feel the weather shift. You can feel the wind shift. You can feel uh, the degrees literally drop and there's a wind and it's awesome. And then it just starts raining. And I just sit outside. I love watching the storms of life. One time I was outside and I was watching a storm and I ran inside because I got soaking wet. I I stayed out too long and I immediately was reminded that refreshing comes after the rain. As I sat there and the rain finally stopped, you know, because our rainstorms last 15 minutes, I, I, I walked back outside and all the flowers just looked better. Everything just felt fresher. It was like Nomads understand that storms are not forever. They're they're timely. They understand the wilderness. They understand that it's worth it. They understand that it, it reveals God's plan and it reveals God's purpose. And that's why I wrote the book. So that you'll know your role, so that you'll know your purpose, and so that you'll know God's plan for your life. So know your role, know your purpose, embrace the wilderness Get in the lane of obedience. That's how you do it. You get in the lane of obedience, the right path called obedience, and you obey because you love. And that means taking up your cross and following well. Somebody write this down because it's so important that obedience is what will take us into what is next successfully. Not our feelings. Not your feelings. Don't focus on your feelings. Focus on obedience. So, it's going to be hard. I'm not going to lie. It's going to feel awkward. Uh, But there is power, promise, and people to be found while you walk out, while you embrace, and while you thrive in the wilderness. So thrive, guys. You've got it. You've got everything in you. Life and godliness to be able to do everything you want. And also, make sure you're fast-forwarding through Game of Thrones because it does have a lot of stuff in it that I don't endorse. Anyways, I love you guys. Make sure you are registered for the Creative One Days. 
and um, I definitely want to meet you and awkwardly hug you in real life. I'll have books with me and guys be praying through the process as I'm excited uh, for everything that's happening in the next couple weeks. I will make sure to post on Instagram when it goes up for pre-sale, which is in like three weeks, two weeks-ish. So be praying and make sure you're following me on social media so that you're updated with all my nonsense and things. Okay, well that's all I got. I love you weirdos.